I mean, let's get straight to the point, man. Let me, let me adjust my shit so y'all niggas can hear me coming. Still getting over a cold, but let's get it. Let's get it out the way. Main story is cool, but let's just, you know, my Raiders. They had an opportunity to make it to the playoffs, but you know, they had to depend on other teams. Uh, those odds was, you know, it was too high. Um, I was really hoping for it for the for the city of Oakland. Um, not just as a Raider fan, because I can see it's going to take us some time to get to where we need to be. And, you know, I trust Chucky. But it would have been a great gift just to get the Raiders to the, that last wild card spot and to face out of all teams, the fucking Patriots. It would have been perfect. It would have been absolutely perfect. Um, but it didn't happen. That might be Derek Carr's last game as a Raider. We don't know. And he had two questionable plays during that Denver game. We should have won that game. I'm not sure how the hell we lost it, but we definitely lost. Ended up losing by one point. Nigga, just lose. <laughs> you know? Um, but I will say there's things that Derek Carr does that really pisses off. Not just the nation, but I'm really sure it irks. Um Gruden's nerves. Now, see, I mean, at this point, it's like it's like Derek Carr. It's weird because you know the season where we did go to the playoffs. That season, <coughs> there was a lot of comeback games. We had a lot of um, comeback games. The one that stand out is when we played Tampa Bay, and uh, we basically won the game in overtime off of a missed tackle. Um. I think it was a I think it was a Charger game that we won at the end. It was a lot of games actually. It was a lot of games. Crabsheet was definitely a part of that. <laughs> Shout out to him. But his he just doesn't extend the play when he can extend the play. That's the and it's just a huge problem. Like I think it was like a third and three. We had a couple of third and threes, third and twos where he could have just ran just a couple of steps and slid for the first down. Instead, he panics, rolls out of the pocket, and then throws the ball away. And it's like, is that is those type of plays that we need? Because it's like those are game changing. It's not a not a momentum swinger or anything like that. It's not like we're about to route you niggas if we get this first down. But it's just extending the drive, you know, and an important drive because we're not the type of team that can score or, or score on every drive. Um and we're definitely not the team that uh, you know, to make up for it. So we definitely needed to strike right then and there. We missed the field goal. Like it's just a lot of shit that happened. But um, seven and nine, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I would have, you know, not even making a play. I'm not mad at that. But at least just going eight and eight, that would have just solidified. Well, it solidified anything. But you just got to do better. Now, I, as far as the goals for this season, I mean, it, <coughs> I mean, they they achieved the the goal, which is to play better than last year and uh, better than everybody else's expectations. I mean, they were just talking about we was gonna be a three or four four win uh, team. You know what I'm saying? To the point where you got to think the Raiders was seriously at one point in position to go after the the divisional, um, the division. 
Then it was at the, you know, then it was like, you know, we're, if we're not going to catch Kansas City, we definitely have an opportunity of getting that second wild card spot. You know, so shout out to Buffalo Bills. They did what they had to do. They played, like, I got to be a closet fan of the Buffalo Bills because they just, they just went out there and played. No names on a roster. You know what I'm saying? Just no names. No superstars. A solid-ass defense and uh, um you know, a solid, a solid QB over there, but um, yeah, man, it's 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 really uh, it's really it's really um, I don't know, you know, I just felt like they could have went out it, at the least. You could have just you know went out on a high note, beat Denver, uh, go eight and eight or whatever. But I will say this, um, we got we won the trade. That's the one thing that we did do is win the trade. Uh, with Chicago and Dallas. So I'm happy with that. Um, and then we got to go forward. We got another draft coming up. We got a lot of offseason moves. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, don't know who the quarterback is going to be. That's crazy. So I'm actually excited about that. We'll be in Vegas. I'm definitely going to be in opening. I got to. I got to. You know what I'm saying? Unless something comes up to where I can't make it or something like that, or the or the ticket prices is fucking outrageous, which you know, I hope that don't be the case, but it seems like, you know, I, it, it, I'm i not saying that the, the Raiders are a team that, nigga, you got to go on opening day. It's not that. It's just that they do have Raider fans like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Raider fans don't play. And then, because it's in a new stadium and it's in Las Vegas, it's giving, a, nigga, uh, it's giving people a reason to go there. Um, I don't care who it would have been. It could have been the fucking Browns. It, the way they branding shit, and then it's Vegas. Nigga, Vegas... They build shit. You, they, they, yo, let me get a stadium and, you know, let me get a number three. You know what I'm saying? And they'll build that shit in, like, four months. Like, their construction shit is phenomenal out there. Whereas L.A., Crenshaw has been fucking under construction for, you know, whatever. In other words, what I'm trying to say is the fucking Raider Stadium is almost done. And the Rams and the Chargers Stadium, <laughs> that shit, it's coming along. Don't get me wrong. That shit looks nice. But the damn Raider Stadium is damn damn near almost done. Um, yeah, man. It, it, I just wanted something for the Raider fans, um, the Oakland Raider fans. You know what I'm saying? The city of Oakland. That's what I wanted. I wanted them to 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 experience one last go at it or whatever because of how they lost their last home game when we lost our last home game against the Jags. Like, you know, that, that that was pretty bad, man. That was pretty bad. But, you know, that's just life. Niggas got to deal with it. We got to move on. Therefore, um, you know, see y'all. I guess I'll see y'all in Vegas. As far as my Lakers, man, before I get into the last topic, which is Cools, um, we've lost, we lost some important, I ain't going to say important games, but we lost some key games. And the reason why I call them key games is because that pastry games that we lost, we like we lost that game. We should have won that game. Um the Clippers game and the Bucks game. Those are two potential ma- uh, playoff matchups and or finals matchups. And don't get me wrong, I'm not putting too much stock in th- into it because there's no dominant team in the league right now. And with that being said, Anybody can win in the East, and definitely there's about three teams in the West I can see, you know, coming out of the West. Um, and it's gotten like that. I, I, I believe the Clippers is still 
Uh, they still got the strongest team overall, but we got a strong team as well. Playoffs will matter. Playoffs will matter. And it'll come down to, as of right now, it's still four versus two. And that's going to lead me into my next topic. Before I get into my next topic, though, I still want to go back to it. The reason why I said um, the the Milwaukee game was somewhat important is because you got to punch them in the mouth. You got to punch them in the mouth and set the record straight. I feel like we should have won that game. But, again, you don't want to come off slow. You don't want to give those type of teams motivation. You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to give them everybody that plays against the Clippers, everybody that plays against the Lakers, Those that's box office right there. So they're going to play at their highest level. Like, there's nobody scared anymore. I remember the days, and no, I wasn't there in a huddle. I wasn't there on the court. I wasn't there on the team. My name was never on the roster. But you can sense when certain teams played against the Bulls, you know what I'm saying? When they played against, you know, the the three P Lakers, like it was, it was a little niggas was a little bit nervous because those type of athletes, those type of superstars came out and was ready to gun shit down. Niggas was scared to the only the only cats that wasn't scared of Jeffrey in the game. It was probably a couple of you know them New York teams, the Miami teams, the definitely those Pacer teams. I take my hat off to them Reggie Miller Pacer teams because them niggas wasn't scared of nobody. They just couldn't get it done, but they wasn't scared of nobody. You know what I'm saying? But there were other teams, man, that niggas was, you know, the, you, Jordan coming to town. You know what I'm saying? That dynamic duo in LA is coming to town. Niggas was shut down because niggas was powerful, but with. This era, like, niggas don't care about the history. Like, even Luca came out and said that he was nervous playing against Braun, but you couldn't tell because that nigga tried to murder that nigga. He tried to murder that nigga, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that cats respect, and I, I don't mean it, I don't understand how I'm saying it. <coughs> I don't think cats, cats fear LeBron. You know what I'm saying? They definitely don't fear AD because after LeBron, <coughs> excuse me, after LeBron, the only cast out there that actually got hardware, one is injured for the year. Well, actually, both of them is injured for the year, and that's Steph and uh, and KD. After that, ain't nobody got no, ain't, there's no other reason to be scared of anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody else has lost to these niggas that I'm talking about. You either lost to Steph or you lost to Braun. You know what I'm saying? Point blank. So there's no fear. And then with the West, you know, of course, we are being the dominant team in the West right now. One chip, and that's with any team, though. But people like to bring up the Lakers for obvious reasons, right? Where You, you have to talk about the Lakers, right? You lose an AD or you lose a Braun, and we've seen both. We've seen a AD-driven team, and we've seen a Braun-driven team. <laughs> Of course, we're going to roll with the broad-driven team because he's a better distributor uh, and could possibly be just a better leader overall. Um, I never signed on to that Bron being a great leader, though, making his players better type of leader. Nah, I'm not buying that because, to me, if you're making your players better, they should be able to play great without you, right? They should be able to play great when you're gone. I get it. You being that type of superstar, elevating the team, but you're elevating the team by yourself. You're not making the team better because they're not playing better when you're gone. 
Uh, it's no shot at him. <coughs> Everybody ain't got that. And I think it's two things that Bron doesn't consistently do or he just doesn't have, period. That's the killer instinct and just making his players better permanently. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the Chicago team from back in the day, a lot of people will argue, well, those players were already good. I can, I give you that. But MJ also brought, MJ slapped them niggas up. Like, yo, we need to get this shit done. Kerr stepped up. Paxson stepped up. Scotty stepped up. Nigga, all these, a cool coach. Luke Longley, Bill Winnington. You know what I'm saying? Like, these niggas, they stepped up, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, and but you know, another thing is the social media thing. Like, as soon as the game is over, we critique everything. Back in the day, it wasn't like we knew niggas' places. So I went out there calling Luke Longy sorry or Bill Winnington is trash. And it's, it's, nigga, they was just tall ass white sinners. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Luke, wasn't Luke, uh, Luke, uh, not Luke Longy. Um, I can't even think of my nigga name. He's in my head, though. Anyhow. Like, when you think of these players, I didn't think of, sorry, you got to trade these niggas. These niggas are not doing it. But I'm about to get to that in a minute when I talk about Coos. It's just that they played their part. You know what I'm saying? And they were very good at their position. They weren't trash players. They were just solid as dominant role players. Um, nowadays, you ain't got that, really. Nowadays, you got to find some great roles players boy i tell you it's so hard to do and that's matter of fact let me just get right into it let me just scratch that whole thing let's go right into it let's so let's talk about cools <coughs> so cools you know i'm not sure how how long well actually i do pretty much when it comes to the three i know how long cats been watching cools um pretty much know how long cats been watching a lot of cats in the league period because i started paying attention to when cats started talking about cats but <coughs> I seen Kuz playing the combine, right? So he played in the he played in the NBA combine and he lit that shit up. You know what I'm saying? And in a joking type of way, Magic was at the game as well. In a joking type of way, I'm like, yo, Lakers could use a player like that. Not thinking that they would actually pick him up, but I figured he he would get drafted because he was showing his ass off in the goddamn combine. Right? Magic actually brought him up in the combine and said, you know, he got his eye on Kuz. He would be a great player in the league because he could shoot the ball, right? The main thing that stood out is he could shoot the rock, you know? That was the most important thing. <sighs> he got drafted. We did draft him. And um, he showed flashes of of being a a great third option on a really good team. Now on a terrible team if he, you know he plays for fucking um Phoenix, not even no, I wouldn't say Phoenix cuz Phoenix got two players over there. Um well actually when you really think about it, it's not too many teams out there that's he goes okay, so say he goes to Atlanta, right? I still think um you know, they got a couple of young pieces over there. But I think he definitely would have been in the mix, a great fit. That would have been a hell of a team to watch. Even if he would have went to the Pelicans, which I'm about to get to. I think he's a great scorer, you know, defense suspect, you know. But, you know, that's not that's nothing new. It's not like – I don't know why people keep bringing up defense in the NBA regardless. You know, it's only a handful of players. And even a handful of players that do play defense – 
don't really play that good of a defense. They really don't. I'm sorry to break it to y'all. I know it's good to bring up. makes you sound good. But, you know, even the Pat Bevs and, and the Kawhi Leonard's, their defense is good. But it's not how you say it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> PG-13 has excellent defense. I've seen PG-13 get his ass broken and scored on a lot. So it's, I would say it's better offense than, than defense. But you want to hold on to those Pat Bevs, those Kawhis, and those PG-13s who are crazy, play for the same team. Um, but there are a handful of guys that out there that can play both ways. You got the Clay Thompsons, you got Giannis or whatever, but it's not, you leave anybody left on the island in front of the wrong ball handler, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not like back in the day, because honestly, back in the day, there wasn't ball handlers like that. I mean, you did have the Tim Hardaway's, and I'm talking about before the Iversons. You know, you had the Nick the Quicks, the, you know, the Mookie Blaylocks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but... Even Isaiah, Isaiah, his crossover was nice. You know, yeah, 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 breaking nigga down. But unless you got some type of speed, our ball handles. It, I mean, niggas, niggas are probably just you know show you a little something. But the hand checking as well, you can't hand check. So I, I guess that makes it a little bit difficult. Anyhow, I digress. Cool's defense is is, is borderline dumpster juice or whatever. His effort, I would say, even though he is on on camera, <laughs> documented as pushing Braun and forcing him to play defense in one of the games, which is one of the funniest things of last year. <clears throat> so getting back to it, um, he's a great scorer. And he showed potential when Braun was out, and it was just him and B.I., and then when B.I. goes out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, I mean, I don't want to skip everything because when you get to the Summer League, you know, he was a Summer League MVP. Um... He killed, you know what I'm saying? I think against Boston, he had like 30 in the summer league. Killing. 30, 33, some shit like that. I was at the game. Killing. He can score. He can shoot. Then comes up with, you know, we had the uh, the, the, the the Laker quote-unquote drama that everybody bit into. Uh, you know, trading for AD and the pieces that we got to give up. And people was like, you got to give up, Cool. You got to give up. No, you don't. No, you don't. Honestly, I we really didn't have to give up anybody. But, you know, of course, if we wanted to make shit move quickly, then yeah. Of course, if we wanted AD for this for this season, we got to make a move. You didn't really have to give up that much. You could have figured something else out. But I felt like Rob Polika wanted to pull the trigger, um, and that he did. B.I., it, it came down to it was a huge Twitter debate for a while. B.I. or Kuz. B.I. or Kuz. I picked Kuz. Because it was for obvious reason, basketball reason. I mean, this is probably the easiest thing that you could do as a fan coach is choose the best player to fit the roster. And that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, B.I. is not a shooter. Can he shoot the ball? Of course he can. He can score. Kuz was a better shooter. This is a broad-driven team. See, people fail to realize when Kobe was in office, he picked his roster. I mean, he literally he literally kept his hostage <coughs> one season, and he said, "Look, I need I need the right amount of players. Okay, I need this type of player. I want my I want Mark Gasol. I mean, not Mark Gasol. I want Pal Gasol. I want fucking Pal Gasol over here right fucking now. You hear me? You know what I'm saying? Or you know what? Ship me to Chicago. Make sure." 
Luau Dang stays there. And I mean every bit of him needs to stay there because I need him there. That was going to be his Scotty. Um, and I'm not mad. I've always wanted Bron to do that. I always wanted Bron to like, yo, I need this, I need that, I need that. He does it in a different way, but now he does it in a different way. But yeah, you demand, as a superstar, I figure you demand on what you want, right? Anyhow, Bron has shown that he operates around a, with a certain type of roster, you know? Uh, even though he has changed his style of play this year as a starting point guard, and he wants to distribute and things like that, all he's doing is enhancing his style of play that he used to do on the other teams with less scoring. The problem I have with that is I need you to pick that shit up in the third and fourth. I don't need you to be passing the rock to nobody when we're down by six or seven. Because <clears throat> obviously, we're not shooting good. The shooting is not going down at that point. So we need you to get us a couple of buckets and then, you know, encourage your team to start making some shots by showing them, nigga, I'm making my shots. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kuz is a shooter. Kuz is a shooter. Now, I'm not opposed to seeing Kuz on the trading block. I'm not. Because, see, as a Lakers fan, oh, man, I love saying that. I know it pisses a lot of people off when I say that. As a Lakers fan, I, I don't understand how any fan could be like this. I mean, unless you unless you have a team that's not used to winning that I can understand, <coughs> you have to think of a different way. But you want to move shit around until shit is right. You know, if you have a core set, let's just start with Phoenix. They have Devin Booker over there. You know what I'm saying? They got DeAndre over there. That's a core set right there. What you need after that is a coach that they're going to listen to, a system that fits them, and then the role players that complement them. That should be the fucking blueprint for every goddamn team. <coughs> Whether you have one or two superstars, start to paint the compliment. You know, and it's a, it's a difficult type of thing because you have to go find that coach that, you know, fits those players, the philosophy, and then you got to go find the role players. There's not much science to this shit. Everybody knows you need shooters surrounding you. We got Danny Green. I don't look at Brad, uh, Avery Bradley as a shooter, but he has shown that he can shoot the three ball and he can shoot the mid-range. Hell, he's the best mid-range shooter we have. Rondo, surprisingly, not even surprisingly, we knew he could do this, but he's shooting better than I thought he was. The nigga shoots that three ball, as straight, that straightaway three ball is locked down. You know what I mean? Caruso is probably, besides AD, our best defense, and JaVale, of course, but their rim protector, none the least, is probably our best perimeter defender besides Avery Bradley. And I want to say that because... It's probably neck and neck because Caruso has played more games than Avery Bradley. You know, so he's more reliable. Uh, Rondo used to be that, I wouldn't say locked down, but he was a great perimeter defender, you know. Um, but he has not played as many games as Caruso. <coughs> we got Cook coming off the bench. Not as much. A lot of people are asking for him to get more time. And you know what? I don't, we don't know the reason why, but I do know when you have that amount of guards, 
Um, I haven't even brought up Trent uh, uh, T. Daniels. You typically try to keep them cats, you know, you, you give them time. They play, but you don't burn them out because we definitely going to need every, every piece of that depth for the playoffs. Not making any excuse for Vogel because I feel like he deserves a little bit more playing time. I mean, he's he's a good kid. He can play. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I've said all season I don't have any problem with the guard play. The guard play is good with me. I'm fine with that. Um, it's the shooters. It's the shooting, and that's where I go back to Coos. So the reason why I said look, the reason why the Lakers is trigger happy on getting rid of certain cats is because. We've always been in a win now mentality. Like, I never understood the whole let's wait and build up for year three. Fuck are we waiting for year three for? What if something happens in between that? What if you get injured in between that? You need to win right now. Of course, you need to worry about the contracts. You lock that in. But why am I sitting up here with a bunch of young cats building for year four or five? That's not promising you anything. Anything. What it is promising you is that if they end up being that great, you're not going to be able to pay all of them. So what are you waiting for? Build your... It's, this is not like back in the day where Dynasties was built. It's not like that. So Kuz has the opportunity, and I get it. He came in injured. You know what I'm saying? He didn't start the season at all. He's only played about 20-something games, so that means he missed about 10, damn near. Um... If you're not ready to go, then just don't come back. You know, I'm not and I'm not even going to put that on the on the staff. You know, shout out to my boy Fleezy. You know, Fleezy Fliz. I'm not going to keep continue continue to use the same narrative for every team. You know what I'm saying? With Golden State, I don't even you could put it on Golden State staff as well, but you also got to put it on a fucking player. KD got to take some blame for this shit too. Like, nigga, if you know you're not supposed to be back, if you know it's a possibility that you might get re-injured, it might be worse. Sit your stupid ass down. Now, because of the cer- certain circumstances, yeah, you come back, you lay it all out in the finals. You got to do that. You know what I'm saying? You might as well do that. I, as a matter of fact, I probably would have just waited until the second half. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we talking about <coughs> we talking about the regular season in the beginning, my nigga. If you missed the first half of the season, so be it. I mean, we went on a winning streak without Kuz. So what are we talking about? What the fuck are we talking about? And what are we complaining about? I said, and we're playing this good, or quote unquote playing this bad, and we've we've accumulated a great winning streak and built a solid cushion. There's no room for complaints because we expect with the uh, what we've seen prior to this season, we've seen what he can do. And the reason why we kept him is because he would, we feel like he could compliment Bron better. A lot of people bring up B.I. I swear to God, my, like my coaching, my fan, all of that shit just goes out of the door and just, I'm just left with pure, like common sense, like yo, what? Why? I don't. I I don't for the life of me. 
I don't understand the yelling and the screaming for B.I. because they see him dropping 25 over there in N.O. By the way, who is sharing the, who is sharing the worst record in the league with Golden State right now. Dropping 25 with zero pressure. There's not an A.D. over there. There's definitely not a Bron over there. He is the number one option. When he, if he was to come back to check this out, if he was to stay and play with AD and Brian, guess what, people? Guess what, brilliant people? He would be the third option. <laughs> the third option who don't shoot better than Kuz, but but to the other fans that support Bi to the highest level, to their defense. He could penetrate to the basket better, and he's probably a better defender. I'll give you that. Will that be the difference between our record now? If it is, then I apologize. But no, no. All we need is a third option, a player that's going to play his role. Kyle Kuzma role on this offense, on this team right now is to hit open shots and to pick it up when one or both players are off the court. Point blank, period. He's had two games where he stepped, actually the last two games, ever since the personal trainer came out with his slick remarks and Kuz kind of co-signing it and Brian peeped it and stuff like that, which I feel is the fake beef. He's played... The last two games, which were two W's, which were back-to-back games, by the way, Portland and Dallas, uh, he's played phenomenal, out of his mind. And I'm like, we got to stop doing this Hollywood shit to where you either lighten his own fire or waiting for somebody to piss you off to go off. It's the shit getting old now. Like I need, I just need you to fuck it. I need to go back to the golden era, the '90s, and just niggas just shut up and just play ball. But I feel like social media. I feel like the opportunity for fans to be that much closer, <coughs> you know, to you on Twitter and in public and shit like that. Like it's too much now, and they're a part of this era. But that's no excuse. Like, Kobe has never been infected by this, and he retired at the peak of social media. So he was a part of it, but he didn't get affected by it. Whereas Braun used to cut his shit off during playoff time. You see the difference? Do you see the difference? And when you talk about the players that's under him, the role players, if you think that, that's something, just imagine what they go through. You know, they might not be held at a high rate like Braun, but the criticism is probably even worse because they expect to, they expect them to be the savior for this nigga, or they expect them to be saviors for the rest of the superstars in the league. So, in closing, you know, Cal Kuzma is a good player. <clears throat> I would like for him to remain on the Lakers pending his effort on being better. But if the shit is not showing up in an important season, he got to go. And 
I don't need anybody sitting up here saying we should wait. What are we? What are you waiting on? When you break down the Lakers, or for any other team, you can bring up any other team. Let's move the Lakers out of the way since it's so hard for y'all to realize that it has so much do- more to do than just the Lakers. When you look at any other team, if they're not performing at the highest capable, if they're not performing how they're supposed to be support, uh, performing, did you ever really check out all the boxes of what's going wrong at the time or what's important at the time? There's, the, there's no reason for Phoenix to get their shit together right now. They got a, they got a gang of young pieces for y'all that likes development. It'll take them a while. <laughs> You know, but I feel like Philly, teams like Philly, teams like Milwaukee, not the Clippers because they just put this team together. Um, Team like the Lakers, I want to say Houston is in there. Maybe a Utah. But there are certain teams that need to win now because windows are closing for different reasons. If Philly don't win within the next year or two, they're going to dismantle that team because it's not going to work. Can't keep blaming it on the coach. Sometimes your players got to step up. Shout out to Ben. <coughs> In Houston, the same thing. And they might get rid of their coach. The Lakers, small window. Small window for two championships at best because Braun is getting older. You see? Utah, I feel like Donovan Mitchell might be getting a little, you know, it, they just came out and said Carl Anthony Towns is upset that the Timberwolves have turned a whole total 360 and they're shitty again. And he doesn't like it. He got used to that winning taste and he's, he's a Kentucky cat. And rightfully so, he should be barking. But he's like, yo, I want to start winning. And when that problem comes up, they're already talking about, you know, Giannis going to Toronto. Cats will change scenery. This is the era where niggas can pick and choose where they want to go. So if they're not happy in their situation, either front office is not going to wait on this shit to blossom that much longer, or these players are going to get upset, frustrated, and get the hell up out of there. So, Cools, I need you to understand that Brian ain't going to always be there. And you also play for yourself. <coughs> You could be playing so good to where we's like, we'll invest in you, or you could be playing good enough to get traded. Let's hope that's not the case. <clears throat> or else BTG will be covering you. <laughs> He'll be covering your career on another episode of Overrun with BTG, part of the Rare Signers Network. Cools. Let's get your shit together, baby. Take some time. Lift your feet. Jump. Put some elevation. Flick the wrist. Follow your shot. 